Welcome, it's Ladies Talk Podcast. Welcome, we are glad you are joining us today. We're so excited, you guys. It's another yes. beautiful day here at Ladies Talk Podcast. Yes. And we have a special Hi, guest today. Yes. I know. We had to talk about it. Last week, you guys, this lady is phenomenal. She is yes. a powerhouse, and she yes. just leads with so much grace and power. And we're so excited to have her here. So, y'all, welcome, Pastor yes. Q. Yes. Pastor yes. Panisha. Yes. You are here. Yes. We're so excited to have you. Yes. You guys, we don't know. Y'all know we never know which way this conversation is going to go, but no matter which way it goes, I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed today because she is right. phenomenal. So right. um, why don't we start by just telling um, the viewers a little bit about who you are and what your titles, what you do. Okay. There's a whole list of them. Yes. So I'm like, yes. I don't know which one you want to start with, but she is a, a jack of all trades over here in the in Jill the in the spirit. Or Jill of all trades for the Lord. Jill yeah, for real. Yes, 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 yes. Well, praise the Lord. I am Pastor Tanisha Brown. They call me Lady Q. I'm a life coach. I co-pastor. I co-labor with my husband, uh, which is Pastor Lewis Brown. He is the yes. senior pastor of our church, which is God's Anointed People Gap Ministries. Yes. Um, we're actually celebrating eight years yes. this year. Yes. Yes. October the yes. 5th. Yes, wow. God. Jesus. Blessing us. Right. Amen. He's blessing the ministry. And I tell you what, because of the vision that God has given um, the man of God, I am truly, truly blessed. Not only that he's my husband, he is my pastor. Yeah. He's my pastor. He is my, my husband, my confidant, yeah, my, um, my best friend. And um, he is the father of all three of our children. That's right. Amen. Amen. And they ain't little kids. They're grown. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. So, I'm so excited just to be here in yeah. the presence of you all. Um, it is truly an honor and a blessing. Amen. That Amen. I was even asked yes. to come and do this. Yes. Praise the Lord. And you did mention, um, I, I God has blessed my hands truly uh, with many gifts and yes. many talents. And um, I tell you what... Um, been in ministry, called to the ministry, um, God has truly blessed everything that I could, I mean, he could possibly have uh, put in my life. Yeah. Um, when I first got started in ministry, um, matter of fact, when I got saved, I never knew that he was calling me to do what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yes. Amen. It's yep. real crazy. And matter of fact, uh, we were uh, in fellowship with some other pastors on last night, and um, God had just brought them into our lives. And um, I actually had an experience where I was able to um, meet the woman of God maybe three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, we had preached at a women's conference, and I did not get a chance to be able to officially and, and um, let her know who I was. Yeah. And I had to step out of the conference after I got through speaking. But ironically, God is so intentional about yeah. how he does things. Amen. And so another pastor, which is assistant pastor, one of the pastors, um, knew the husband. Mm. And so on this past week, we were able to connect. Their church came over. Oh, and find out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God got a way of doing things. And I tell you, when he connects people um, together, there's a reason for everything. Yes, and is. so um, um, God is just so faithful. He is so yes. good. I am truly an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, I'm a Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. That's right. Amen. When I got saved, that was one of my things is that um, I had to pray and I had to ask God because of um, the trauma and the different things I had experienced in my life 
coming from my past. I never knew that the things I went through that he can take that and cause me to cause you yeah. know any individual to take their past and with the devil with it. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So it caused the seeds Ooh. to be planted <laughs> yes. for my future. Yes. Amen. When I say yes to God, and so God has really over the years. I'm tell I'm telling you, it's just been such a blessing yeah. to see how God is truly um, working in my life. Right. How He has exposed mm -hmm. the Word to be um, a cam not a camouflage, but um, to be a bright light yeah. um, to our world and our society today. Because there are so many women who are lost. Mm -hmm. Amen. I can I can't even imagine even just for the men, but just for the women of God of how. You know, we go through so many things in our lifetime. Yeah. And, you know, the Word of God says that light and darkness does not comprehend. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. And so when we're walking in darkness, we don't comprehend that there is there is a um, there is a Father. Mm -hmm. We have a Father who will take us in. Unless you've been told and, you know, it's been given to you of information. I never had that. Yeah. I, I never had that. So I didn't know um, that... Growing up through torment and being taunted by so many different things in life, um, that he had a plan for my life. Yeah, that that's one of the that's one of the beautiful things about your testimony, and I really kind of wanted to talk about because we we all have shared our testimony with our viewers. But when you don't have an understanding of God, like as a younger age, and your life is just chaos, and there's so much trauma and stuff going on. And then you're where you're at now, and you look back, and you're like, I should have never been here. Mm -hmm. Like, every statistic in the book was against me. Yes. Every trial in the world was against me. Like, the fact that we have all transformed into these women of God who are serving him and passionate about him and all this stuff. And you look around at women in the world who are lost, and you're like, man... Our heart hurts for them, but we know it's possible because we've all been yes, there. We've yes, all been yes. so in the dark that we're like, we can't see a way out. Yes. Like, we don't know how. And, and even to the point where sometimes we don't have that awareness of God or even an understanding of God and who he is. And so for you, Pastor Q, to be where you are now in the ministry and you have such a heart for, for the hurting all around, I just saw... I think it was last week you guys were doing outreach on the corner, um, which I was like, that's so cool. There's yeah. a street ministry, which is just awesome. I love it. And um, so uh, just a little bit, if you'll just go you know, into a little bit about your past of the beginning, like maybe when you first had an awareness of God, what was going on in your life and how you even kind of became aware of him. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's, 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 it's so crazy. When I was... Uh... I think, I believe I was probably about four or five years old. Um, I remember, and I can see it clear as day, like today. I don't know. Still yet, God is bringing things to pass for meaning of different things that you've gone through in your childhood life. Right. And I remember about four or five years old, I was sitting in the back seat, me and my little sister. Um, I don't say little, but next to me. Mm -hmm. And um, I was. we were sitting in the back seat, and I remember us pulling up in a parking lot. My father was on the passenger side. My mother was driving. And so the car came to a stop. And I remember them having a discussion, a conversation. And I don't know why, when I think about it, I'm like, God, why do I still remember that? Like, as of just right now, Yeah. that was the first time I ever, as a matter of fact, just talking about it now, I mean, it's so clear to me that I'm able to really even talk about it the way I'm going to talk about it. But it was clear to me that's the, probably the first day I started experiencing rejection. Wow. 
I felt abandoned. Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard my mother, my father was talking, and he was like, you know, well, in order for the children to have a life, I'm going to have to leave, I'm going to have to join the military, and I can kind of get a glimpse of my mother and father was having an argument or disagreement. My mother wasn't agreeing with it, but my father was just so headstrong on that this was something that the journey he was going to have to take in order for us to have a better life. Mm -hmm. And so I remember um, reaching out to my dad, and I was crying. And I was just like, my heart for some reason felt like it was just broke, like I'm getting ready to lose my best friend. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember reaching out to him, and mom yanked me and pulled me away, was like, sit down, sit down. And I was like, I can interpret and understand at four or five years old. Mm -hmm. I was interpreting that. And I was like, well, why is he leaving? Mm -hmm. So when he did leave from, the, from there, and it gets real vague, mm -hmm. from there till about the age of, I want to say probably eight, seven or eight, is when I really started experiencing trauma. Yeah. And I took on um, a characteristic of thinking mentally that he left because it was us. It was mm -hmm. my father. Wow. And my father had left. Wow. So for years, the enemy had bamboozled me. He had manipulated. He had deceived me. And I started internalizing a lot of things versus verbalizing. Yeah. Um, and I went through that for years. So probably around when the... Um, Trauma really started was at the age of about seven or eight. My mom, um, you know, she would party and every weekend, it seemed like every weekend there was another guy that was coming into the house. Yeah. Every single weekend, one particular weekend, um, it was me and my sister and we were in the, in our room laying down. And when she had company, you know, back in the day when you were little, they had the little strawberry shortcake, little nightgowns and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But we got through. We went through a process where my mother said we couldn't wear PJs. We had to sleep with our clothes on, and I just kept thinking like, that is so weird. We're in our home. Why we gotta sleep with clothes on? I'm like, we always grew up like in PJs. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reasons, um, she was like, no, sleep with your clothes on, stuff like that. So you, I could tell like there was a spirit in operation. Yeah. Didn't understand it, but I could interpret it yeah. like something was off, something was wrong. Yeah. So I heard someone say, um, the spirit of Christ, whether we know it or not, the spirit, saved or not, the spirit of God dwells in each and every yeah, one of it us. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not until we say yes to him yeah. and we ask for the Holy Spirit yes. to come alive in us is when that thing is really, truly mm. activated yes. and he starts to teach and train us. Wow. But I, I never knew. I kept always saying that something Something weird. It's just something. Mm -hmm. I had this intuition about something. And so um, one particular night, my mom had uh, invited a gentleman over to the house and uh, walked into the bedroom. My sister was laying on the front side. I was on the back side. And actually started with her, but I was the oldest for some reason. Uh, she woke up. She was crying. And she was like, she said, it was a man in here touching me. And I said, touching you? What do you mean? She said, it was a man in here touching me. I knew then, like, mentally I couldn't interpret that to have a conversation with her. So my protective, like a protective anointing, the spirit came up on me. And I just told her, let's switch places. You get behind me, I'll sit in the front. I'll lay in the front. We did that. So I was like, this investigation spirit came up mm -hmm. on me. So I was like, we gonna, I'm going to try this, and we're going to trap, and I'm going to try to see what's really going on. So me not thinking, I was just like, okay, the night went on, woke up, I felt the presence, mm -hmm. a presence getting ready to walk into the room. 
So I laid there with my eyes open. We were under the covers. I told my sister it was coming. I said, lay on the floor, lay under the bed, lay on the floor. Don't get up. Mm -hmm. So that's what she did. So the gentleman, the man walked in, took his arms and put his hands up under the covers, started, you know, touching me inappropriately. And so um, I got up, I started moving, and I was acting like I was asleep, but I got up just to kind of um, let him know that, like, I'm getting ready to wake up. I'm aware as to what's mm -hmm. going on. So he took off and he ran. So I got up, went in there and told my mom. And this is where the trauma started. Mm -hmm. Got up, went and walked in the room, knocked on my mom's door. My mom came out and I was crying and I was like, mama, I said that that man walked into the bedroom and I never mentioned my sister. I just put it on me because mm -hmm. she's so much younger. And I'm like, of course, yeah. my mama going to be like, girl, you just thinking crazy stuff, all the kind of stuff. And so um, the first thing she said to me um, was she called me a liar. Wow. And um, he was in there laying with her. And um, she was like, uh, little girl, you just want me to be with your daddy. I'm like, I never heard anything like that before. In my mind, in my spirit, I've always wanted that. What kid don't want their father right. and mother to be together? Right. And so I was kind of slowly interpreting <clears throat> things. It wasn't just so much. I think mentally it was like. I would have desired for my parents to be together, but I already knew, like, yeah. my dad was moving. He wanted something different. She wanted to stay in a different lifestyle yeah. and that he was moving forward. You know, I was just heartbroken that I wanted to be with him going in that direction. Yeah. Um, and so I couldn't talk up for myself being so young. But she stood there and she slapped me. Mm -hmm. And she said, me and your father will never be together again. And that I'm going to be dating whoever I want to date. So you might as well get over it. And um, I never knew it for years. I went through abandonment. So I was like, we never heard from him. After that one particular time, we were in the car, and I was about four or five. Never heard from him. Never received letters. Um, and I just felt like, again, the enemy was, like, torment me. Like, yeah. you know, he left because of you all. He left because it was going to be a struggle. He left. That is, that of that. And he told your mom he didn't want to be with your mom and all this kind of stuff. One day I was walking and um, from school. And I just ran to the mailbox unexpectedly. My mother had already told us we were not to touch the mailbox. We were not to um, ever bring up the subject matter about my dad or anything. of the. So she really poured in negative seeds. Like my father was not a good man. He cheated on her. He did this. He did that. So she planted everything that she possibly could to keep us from having any type of relationship. So one day I was running home, touched the mailbox, read the letter. And um, it said, I'm not sure the reason why I haven't received a letter from you. I've been contacting you over the years about my children. I broke. Wow. Wow. I broke. Yeah. So fast forward and just a little bit coming forward. Um, from that point, from my mother doing that and saying that she didn't believe what had happened. In my mind was my mother told us uh, never to do what we saw her do. Mm. But we were to be honest and we were to be truthful about everything. Mm. So I was like, okay, look, so I grew up with that stigma. So what actually happened, it backfired on her. Mm. Because when she planted that seed, it became, I became bitter and angry towards her. Mm. So it was kind of like a rebel, but the same token, I'm like, I desired something different. But it was like you were stealing it and taking that away from us having the opportunity as children, but you wanted to do what you wanted to do. Yeah. Um, in the course of that, by the time I probably got about 12, 
13 years old, we were so disciplined. My mother was a disciplinary. She was very strict, very stern. Um, at that time, she got on drugs. She was in, into all kind of stuff. I remember I was a very, t I was a tomboy. So I played basketball during middle school and all kind of stuff. One day I was walking home. Um, this is a, going into another part of my life took a shift was, um, I met just just met some family members, a cousin of mine, and um, my mother. She wouldn't let us outside during the dark, you know, nighttime. We had to be in before the lights went out, came on. And one night, I was like, you know what? I was like, well, Mama said okay. I'll walk her home. She was like, yeah, make sure you're home before it gets dark. And I was like, yes, ma'am. Well, in the course of that, um, we met up with some people she knew. I did not know. We ended up getting in the car with the individuals because she knew them. So we ended up going to where they were at, had to make a stop. They won't drop us off. And um, in the midst of a stop, and I asked to use the restroom, I got out of the car, went into the individual's home. She left me stranded at a house with grown men oh, no. that I did not even know, you know, nothing about them. Luckily, you know, I'm a visual person. So, like, if I ever got lost, my dad was military, so he always trained us, you know, um, directions, learning directions, stuff like that. And so I kind of remembered that and it came back to me. So I was like, oh my God, I don't even know where I'm at. I don't know how to get back home. So I would watch like the signs and the directions of north, south, east, or west or corners. That's right. what really kind of did the corners. Um, and so I kind of remembered that, but I went to the restroom, came out, the gentleman approached me um, and I kept saying I need to leave. You know, he closed the door, locked me in the house, didn't even know somebody else was in the house. Um, and he raped me. Wow. Took advantage of me, like, literally raped me. At first, I was just like, this dude, this man is playing. I'm like, you know, thank God my dad, he's a strong man, so my mom's strong too. So I kind of had a lot of pushback, you know, and um, people ask me now, like, you're so bold, you're so courageous, you're so blunt, Quanisha, and there's another part I have the grace. I walk with grace, but then there's another part of me because of the trauma and the different things that I experienced. That was not my first rape. Yeah. I got raped twice. Wow. Um, another one was incest where I had a family member who tried to do some things yeah. um, to me, which caused me to have went into um, a shell. Yeah. So for years, I was like, I didn't trust people. I didn't want to talk to people. And I felt like if I told because of the trauma my mom um, took us through if we said anything outside of the house. I was just telling somebody this last night mm -hmm. about my testimony. If we said anything outside of the house, it was like more trauma was coming. Right. Wow, yeah. Because it's like, oh, now she has to put on this role and this act mm -hmm. in public. She was a businesswoman. I mean, had a heart for helping people. And But when the enemy came in, it was a whole nother story. When the sun went down, it came alive. When yeah. the sun came back up, it was like back to being proper and being wow. this and being that. So it was like a double standard. Yeah. Um. So I went through a lot growing up, but yeah. you know what? I, I praise God and I thank God. Um, I went through some abuse once I really kind of got out because of what happened to me. Um, I went from um, being raped, um, being molested, and going through some different things. I became actively sexually active. Mm -hmm. right. And it was with older men. Yeah, I loved having fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think a part of me, um, a, a lot of me 
was basically like that was my way of releasing my pain. Yeah. Do you think that was uh, you were looking for your daddy figure in them men? Is that why you chose the older men? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think I was so hungry. I was so hungry and thirsting mm-hmm. to be around my that father, yeah, my father yeah, figure. Yeah. I will say this: I was not looking for them to be my father. Right, right. right. You know what I mean? Right. I knew yeah. the difference. I'm yeah. like nobody ever take that yeah. place. Mm-hmm. But I believe that it became an open avenue for me to get in a place where I knew that someone being older mm-hmm. would probably understand me, especially yeah. right. as a man. Yeah, because you knew how much your dad loved you, and I think a lot of girls nowadays because they know their daddy loved them at one point mm. and whatever happened over the years, if he's not around or even if he is and they don't get the attention that they're seeking for that love that love daddy it. gave them yeah. in the other men. Such and a good they're point. not going to get it from them. Right. Yeah. yeah. They can get it from God. Yes. So, yeah. And that was one of the things that, um, being young, I, like I said, I, I internalize a lot of things. So it was like I would have conversations with myself mm-hmm. a lot of times. I'm like, if the adult was not there, my mother wasn't there to have adult conversations, or there were not other women around me that I could really open up and talk to, I started having adult conversations with myself. Really yeah. weird, sounds weird, weird and strange, but I really did. So there was things of I would be like, this happened, so I need to try something different. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. If I do that, this could cause a negative reaction um, on my on myself yeah. and then I thought about because the way I grew up and that protector spirit was on me mm-hmm. I had to cover my my siblings right. yeah so it was like I became mama yeah. yeah and I believe that's the reason why I probably at a very young age became very mature mentally not spiritually but even to a certain degree it was kind of like I had to be there for them I had to take care of myself and this defense wall was up so anything that came I'm like defense mode I'm like look you know and so I kind of started learning and got in this repetitive mode on survival Mm, survival. here's this scripture in 1st John 4 4 it says you dear children are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world yes that's what you're going through all your life because you're a child God Mm -hmm. has children Mm -hmm. and as we go you said you felt his spirit in you it just hadn't been activated yet yeah there's other spirits around that are working Mm -hmm. during all that time Mm -hmm. so uh Greater is he that is in you, girl, than he mm-hmm. in the world. God has Hallelujah. planned his yes. Yes. yes, 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 yes. And you know the crazy thing about that? Um, I'm still living it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and it's so strong yeah. on my life. A man of God said last night, um, Pastor Gordon um, Patterson, Patterson, he said last night, he said, um, he said, you know what, Pastor Q? He said, I don't even know you. Mm-hmm. He said, I can see it all over you. Mm-hmm. He said, you walk so heavy in the anointing yeah. that is on your life. Yeah. And I, every, every, you know, and people say certain things that I always give God glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glory belongs right. to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because when I think about it, just even here now, if it had not been for the Lord mm-hmm. that was on my side, Lord, where would I be? Right. You know, and even now, yeah. Yeah. even when I'm going through now and I'm uh, experiencing trials and tribulations and challenges mm-hmm. and I'm facing all these different things and storms that I'm having to go through, he reminds me, he said, if I did it for you then, 
I can do it for you. That's right. If I'm doing it for you now, I'm going to do it for you in the future. That's right. You know, until he calls us home, he said, Kwanisha, you will continue to continue to experience and go through things. But the good thing about it is that we have a Lord, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We are victorious. And so I praise God and I thank God. And so it keeps me rooted and grounded. Amen. Because I'm telling you what, with the things I used to often say to myself and I did have a conversation and I'm like, I look back over my siblings. My siblings are now coming through the process and at times at peaks of times they would call me. I have a little brother. We don't have the same father, um, same mother. But them as my, my siblings, them as my brothers. Yeah. And my brother, he's the baby boy, he would call me, he would say, Sis, he said, You were so heavy on my mind. He said, he said, you know, we we when you left home, we went through a lot. A lot. So they experienced on a greater scale because yeah. my my past was not their past. Yeah. That's right. But they have a past. Yeah. So which means that wherever God, when God pulled me out, now the enemy came even more for them. Yeah. That's right. But because the spirit had already grown so much, they didn't get to experience what I experienced, but they went through a greater experience. Yeah. Being that it wasn't a past, that stuff was catching up. Yeah. And so he said, um, God was talking to me. He said, sis, you are strong. Yeah. You are a strong woman. He said, you still enduring? He said, and your mind is intact? So I had a conversation with him, and I said, you know what? I said, I had mental breakdowns. Mm-hmm. I just walked through it differently. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And I'm telling you, the things that I went through, I was screaming. I was yelling. Yeah. Mentally. I was going through all kind of stuff. I lost my hair. It was things I never really talked about. Yeah. I lost my hair for years. Yeah. And I had to cry every night, every other night. It was days at where we I would cry going into the bathroom, having to fix myself up, go to church. And yeah. by the time we were saved and stuff, I mean my husband was going into church and I'll just be praising God. People yeah. didn't understand why I was shouting and praising him. Mm-hmm. They would look at me crazy. I went through so much uh, persecution. I went through so Gosh. much rejection. I went through so much ridicule. I went through so much mocking in the house. Yeah. But God said, that ain't my doing. That's because... People call on me, say they know me, but they don't That's know right. me. That's right. And so they're still, the Lord said, forgive them because they not know not what they do. That's right. So I said, okay, God. So I went through that. Um, season of my life, and that's when he really started talking to me about forgiveness. Oh, yes. Forgiveness. So I was yeah. dealing with unforgiveness of my past right. with those who violated me, and then I was dealing with people um, in the house of God, amen, mm-hmm. um, with unforgiveness that yeah. came to my spirit and my heart. And the Bible, the Lord said, forgive. Mm-hmm. Forgive. Yes, my God. He said, those who have trespassed you, forgive them. Yeah. Your debt." I've been washed, I've been cleansed. Forgive them. So when you forgive, he said, I can wash and cleanse and make them whole. Yes. Pray for your enemies. That's Pray for the disciples of you. Right. Pray for those who come against come you. Come on it. Pray for them. Amen. Because sometimes people don't know what they do because okay. they've never been taught. They've right. never been, it's never been communicated to yes. them. They ne- they've never gone through the process of Someone acknowledging them, not in their wrongdoing, but acknowledging them as being an individual. And the Lord Mm -hmm. told me, he said, people have 
been taught and people have learned which need to be unlearned looking for love in all the wrong places that's, that's it right. yeah. you know we that's used to it. do the bus ministry and one of the things that god he brought me because i'd be like oh they just need oh jesus you know because i was like thank them that's how i was raised you know yeah. they need a good but god changed my heart and it became my gosh you don't know what happened to them last night you don't know yeah. where their parents are you don't know if they're homeless you don't know if they're hungry you do not know them so who is showing them the love of God. Who is showing them how to be a young man or a young woman? Nobody. Right. That falls on us as Christians, and uh, we are we are so quick to judge people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That woman's in the church, and she acting all a fool. Why? I need to be looking at myself. That's right. Fool, am I being talking about her acting like right. a fool? That's right. You know, we need we need to look at ourselves in the church and yeah. have God deal with our hearts mm-hmm. instead of and let God judge, as He said. Yeah. He will be the judge. Yeah. Of people. Amen. Also, too, I mean, just hearing, you know, about the things that God said to you uh, and how he brought you through. Sometimes when you're beginning in the word, you look at what God said and it doesn't make sense. But you don't realize how much healing he has wrapped up in you if you just follow these steps. Like if you just forgive, if you just let these people go, if you just pray for them, you know. So it's really cool, like when God is showing you things and you don't understand you're like god i don't want to pray for them like you know what they did to me you know you know heard all of that stuff and you're like but it's not about that like god has so much healing wrapped up for you yes and he has ways to tap into it that the world cannot understand they don't understand because they're so wrapped up in bitterness and strife and jealousy and envy and all of this stuff and then you like that stuff is so poisonous it's so damaging to your personality to your destiny to your soul to to what he wants to you know operate in around you and so i love i love i love that you said that because we justify our unforgiveness Mm -hmm. yeah so much yeah you know who you know they deserve it they don't deserve my forgiveness you know but we we've talked about it before you know that saying uh unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die like it's not hurting them, you know, it's, it's hurting you. It's it, the, our responsibility is our heart to tend to our heart, to right. tend to our mind, to make sure that our areas are taken care of, that they're surrendered to God, that they're in the place that they need to be. And sometimes when you start looking at other people, you're going to miss it because it's not about them. Right. You know, it is when you're, when you're loving on them for the cause of Jesus. But when, when it comes to the things that you have to deal with or, you know, it's about you. You have to deal with your heart. It don't matter how they act in you. You know, like you said, like they overacted a fool, whatever we being judgmental and stuff. It's not about how they're acting. It's about what, how do you see them? Can you see them with the compassion of God? Or are you going to see them through your judgmental lens or, you know, me just standing here, just sizing them up and, you know, thinking I know something when I have no idea who they are. I don't know what they've been through. You know, I think it's so beautiful. Yes, it is you know, that God has just transformed you in this way. And, it, and and like you said, it's a journey. Like, you know, even while you're praising God, I share my testimony all the time about when I was going through my marriage and I was at home getting beat and I'd be up in the church praising God. Right. Why? Because the only thing I knew how to do was to get in the presence of God. Yes. I'm like, that's it, yeah. Lord. Let me come over here and worship because I don't know this stuff is crazy going on over right. here. And I can't even, I don't even know how to explain it, but I know in his presence, there is peace. In his presence, that's there is right. joy. And I know that that's how I get what I want is to Amen. just go be in the presence of the Amen. Lord. You know, it's beautiful. In Romans 12, uh, 12, 11, 
because they overcome by the blood of the, 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 the blood of the lamb and the revelation. revelation. I'm sorry, I got revelation wrote down. It's okay. No, the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, mm -hmm. and, and that's not a past. Yeah, that's a we are overcoming yeah, as we go. go through it. Just like you're saying, and like you're saying, as yeah. you're going, even now things are being revealed. You are overcoming yeah. it, yeah. and you are sharing it, and you're letting God work in you and and uh, overcome that. Amen. So, and that's where we come up with the testimonies, even if it. What I want the uh, people to understand, even if you're going through it, yeah. that's how we overcome it. Yes. That's it. That's how you work through it is by sharing it. Whether you just share it with somebody small to start off yeah. and until uh, you feel God give you the confidence to go big with it. Yeah. But you got to start somewhere by keeping yeah. it bottled up inside. We like to put it down. And it makes us feel not good enough. Yeah. We're not worthy. Makes yeah. uh, The enemy makes us feel everything that God is against. God mm -hmm. says we are worthy. Mm -hmm. We are um we are children of the most high God. Yeah. You know, he created us yeah. in his image. Yeah. So we have to overcome. Yeah. That's right. Fight and overcome. Yeah. And it's a spiritual warfare going on all the time. All the time. So I praise God for you and your story. Right. I want to hear more of it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, Amen. Praise God. Can you share uh, how you met your husband? Yes. 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 Wow. <laughs> and you know what last night um actually we're going to celebrate been married 26 years it'll be a total of 30 years oh wow actually been together um how i met my husband that is an interesting um <laughs> subject um just to kind of give you like the little story um behind that this was the year of 1993 i met him july 4th that's his sister's birthday um, and it's really, really crazy. So, um, like I said, my father's in the military. So when I was probably about 13, 14, after all that had taken place, in the midst of that, right around the corner, we had some friends, some um, two young ladies I went to school with. We were in middle school. And so my mother didn't let us go too far, but my auntie stayed right down the street from that house. And that's how I ended up meeting them. So one particular day, I was probably about 14, um, just turned 14, and I was sitting at at their home on the front porch and was rocking in this little swing deal. My, at that time, my husband was probably like a year and a half, a little older than me, so he was driving. And so um, didn't know him, but he comes up the street, crazy. He comes up the street and he stops his car right across the street from the house. Um, he was actually visiting someone, his sister at the particular time was um, dating. And so um, I was just sitting there. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know about nobody else, but when I was that age, I was sitting there thinking like, you know, after everything that's happened to me, I wonder. Like, I was thinking way past all that that had happened to me. I wasn't mm. even thinking about that. But I was actually thinking about my future, and I was like, I wonder if I'm going to have that white house with the picket fence. <laughs> dog, nope, no dog, no dog. <laughs> And I was like, I wonder if he's going to be handsome. He's going to be ugly. No, he can't be ugly. He's got to be real fine. And so it was like I was already um, thinking big. Yeah. I was already, like, mentally I was thinking big. Yeah. And But I just didn't know how I was going to get from what was actually in uh, factual. Right. Factual and get it past where yeah. I'm at right now. Yeah. And so he drives up the street and he stops sitting in the car. While I'm having this conversation to myself, um, I, he gets out of the car, and I was just like, <laughs> he is fine. <laughs> like I said, you know, I'm like yeah. 14 years yeah. old, but I was just like, 
And I wasn't into boys. I hadn't, you know, even though everything that had happened to me, I do believe up until the time um, with all that going on in my life, I actually believe I would have been a virgin and have met my husband. That was my desire. Yeah. Um, that I had a strong desire for that. And God gave me revelation on that too. He didn't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. He wanted to destroy the ministry Ooh, yeah. that God had for me. That's right. Church. That's right. Yeah. Is what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like certain things. I like I said, I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Um, both is ironic. Both side, my husband's side and my my family side was pastors and ministers. Wow. Yeah. And it was on my mother's side. Real heavy, and come to find out years later, after I got married and had kids, my grandmother, um, at the time, who did not want to ever hear about me talking about Christ, actually one day I got cried out to God and was tired, and I'm going back to how we met. Uh, I cried out to God and I said, I don't understand why she keeps rejecting the Lord, and come to find out she was a missionary. Wow. In her younger years, mm. she went through a hurt yeah. that broke her. Wow. So she did not want to hear anything, you know. Oh. So she had a foul mouth. That's all I knew mm -hmm. was the foulness. She got into drinking heavy, um, very family-oriented, discipline. You're talking about a woman of God of many different type of characteristics mm -hmm. about her. If it was not for the cursing, all that was stripped away, you would never, ever tell. Wow. You would tell something was something happened. It was right. a seed planted in her mm -hmm. life. But our whole lineage of her grandkids and her children, close. I mean, very, very close. So going back to that, I was sitting on the porch. My husband got out the, at the car, and I looked, and I was like, oh, my God. He is fine. I wonder if I'm going to, oh, I got to have a man that looks like him. <laughs> he looks so attractive. Future. 14 up until about... 17. Mm -hmm. um, I had just left. I actually, in between there, um, I rekindled with my father. My father, over that period of time, actually went and stayed with my father. So I got oh. to travel doing him being in the military. Right. It got caught up. Um, it, we, God caught it up to the point of where it was so much stuff going on. He had the police army um, reach out to check for us. Mm -hmm. And so they started doing an investigation and he found us. Um, once he got the information that we had kind of got into the system of DHS and had went through some different things or whatever, um, he called for me. So wow. it was both me, my sister, and my brother. Um, and the other two siblings was left behind because they had separate other fathers. Mm -hmm. And um, at that particular time, two of the siblings between the age of 16 ended up leaving coming back because mm -hmm. my dad was doing so much traveling and stuff. He became my legal guardian, but he sent the other two back home with my mom. And so I had this time span with my father to where we had so much conversation. I'm telling you. Wow. When I tell y'all, listen to this. This is so crazy. Getting back to my husband. This is so crazy how the desire of the relationship yeah. that I had with my father was like this yeah. when I got when I got saved 
that's how strong my relationship with God yeah. is yeah. because the hunger that I had with my natural father, wow. God said, I'm going to take that same love and give you an interpretation Ooh, of how greater the wow. love I have for you. Wow. It wasn't hard for me yeah. to be like, I surrender to him. Yeah. And I used to get it all the time where people was like, you too young to be serving him like that. Mm -hmm. Like my hunger was, right. and I see young people nowadays that just sold out in the cry for God. When I tell you my hunger, yeah. I would have defense. I'll go in defense mechanism modes mm -hmm. when people would say certain things to me because it was like I was too young to be doing this. I was too young. And I said, but I wasn't too young for the devil to do this to me. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I did. Yeah. Now. Oh my goodness. Come on now. I did. It just came I was like, I got to have a comeback. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know why, but like I said, that boldness and all those different things, he started talking to me. He said, honey, you're a woman of a kind. Mm -hmm. He said, you are the woman that I created you to be. Yeah, that's right. And I got a nickname growing up, and, and I was so, I was a nerd. I was so weird. Um, I was very different from all the other family members, even my siblings. Everybody picked it up. I picked it up, and I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm wired differently. So kind of like Punky Brewster, they called me Blossom. <laughs> colors didn't know how to match colors. I had my own going through my whatever stage. And I was good and fine and dandy. So God said, I'm going to take that. A cousin of mine just passed away um, two months ago, um, gave me that. And God said, that is going to be your story. Wow. Blossom. All right. Amen. Amen. Blossom is your that. name. You know, in the scripture it says how he gave, he changed the prophet's name. Yeah. And the Lord said, yeah. I'm changing your name. Wow. Your name is Blossom. Yeah. And so going through that period of time when that was given to me coming up, I just really accepted it and embraced it. First, I thought it was weird. Like, they are making fun of me. Mm -hmm. I, I interpret that. The me, you know, the evilness, they're making fun of me because I'm different. But God said, Ooh, it's okay to be different. Right. Yeah. I did. I went through an identity crisis. Yeah. But everything I went through, I never really told none of my family members what had happened to yeah. me. Outside of when I got married, met my husband, I finally told my grandmother. God started bringing the pieces together. Mm -hmm. My other family members started to put it together. Like, that's the reason why yeah. he acted out certain little different things that was yeah. not normal from everybody else right. in the families on either side. Wow. And so, um, getting back to it, so when I got 17, I literally, a situation happened. My, my dad had to ship me back. It was probably two days, two days before I got back. Which would have been like the July the second, second, yeah, second. I had got back, uh, came home, and the young ladies that stayed right down the street from my auntie around the corner when we were younger, had called me and invited me to our party. Mm -hmm. It was my husband's sister's party. I'm take my chicken. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, "How did y'all even know I was coming back?" Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. This is weird, mm -hmm. but I knew during the course of the time that I had really went through in my childhood life and different things, I had told the Lord while I was actually, I was actually, I, mean, I said I told the Lord, but that was in me, mm -hmm. that um, I had just encountered some things. I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody by the time I got 18. I wanted to have gone to college, become a doctor. I had already had my mindset. I wanted to do things completely different. I was going to be the first one. Whether they, whoever else did it, if they didn't, I was going to be the first one to go my way mm -hmm. on really doing something different with my life. Yeah. And so um, 
God had a plan. Right? <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah, God, God had a plan. I had literally told myself I did not want to date. I didn't want to be in a relationship with anybody. I wanted to have taken time. Once I got past this, coming back home, being in my mother's house, that I did not know how it was going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because of all that trauma, all the different things I went through, yes. all the things you led me to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But God is so good because that time I had with my father, the uh, communication, I was able to talk more. Mm-hmm. I was able to get out a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I became very transparent with myself yeah. and with others yeah. about who I was, how I carried myself, what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I took on a demeanor like I- I'm not ever allowing anyone to tear me down or take me through something that I don't have to accept. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I went through that. That's right. And it became so much heavier on me. So when I got home, it kind of threw my mother off because that was the mindset that I had. Mm-hmm. But in my heart, I was old enough to have it in my heart that that was my mother. Right. I always had the desire. I wanted to have that relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how to do it. Right. And I was like, how it's going to be is it's going to go according to what my heart is. Yes. I'm going to have to love her. Yes. I'm going to have to forgive her. And I got to move past all this stuff. Yes. So, yes. I get home. And um, things were very different, very, very, very different. I missed out on things my siblings had to go through. Yeah. They experienced it. I didn't get told none of this stuff until on down the road. And so um, come the 4th, we go to this party, and we get to this party. I walk in. By that time, I wasn't safe. So, you know, I was wearing the nothing-nuts. Nothing. <laughs> I was very beautiful. Still is. But, you know, I was much more skinny. Uh-huh. And, you know, being young and stuff, you know how we are with young mm-hmm, stuff, young right. ladies. And yeah. um, I had a different attitude, though. Yeah. I was cute, uh, modest as far as my spirit, man. Um, and I remember walking up in there for the first time, I thought it was so weird. I mean, they it was, we was on acres, and this party was huge. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Lord, you know, this is my first time ever coming to something of this nature and stuff. And I was just like, I don't know anybody. I just came with my two friends. I had my little sister with me. And so I was driving my mom's car. And then my mom was, I'm coming to enjoy myself, but I'm leaving because I have a little sister with me. Mm-hmm. And I have to do the right thing. Because I'm driving my mom's car. I got to drop them off a certain time and get my sister back home. That's mm-hmm. what my mom was. It was never about me. So um, all of a sudden, this young man walks up to me. And it was my husband's nephew. He reminded me of Steve Urkel. Mm-hmm. Just Steve Urkel. <laughs> and he walks up to me. And I'm sitting there thinking like, I was a nerd. I'm no longer a nerd. This is so embarrassing. I have a little kid that is coming up to me. So I'm sitting here thinking as he's approaching me, he's like, can I dance with you? And I'm like, why is he even at a party with? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he comes to me and he says, my uncle wants to know if he can dance with you. I'm like, where is he at? I'm like, all these people and stuff, he never pointed them out or anything. So I was like, I said, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm thank you. And so he left and he went and told his uncle. He came back again. Mm-hmm. He was like, my uncle would like to know if we would dance with him. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not interested. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Seriously, I'm okay. So I kind of mingled around. I didn't know a whole lot of people outside of the two friends I was with, young lady associates. And so I walked in the house. Didn't even know my husband's sister at the time. Didn't know anybody. Walked in the house, got me something to drink. I came back outside. So he comes and approached me again. And finally I said, look here. <laughs> 
I said, I have a man friend. I'm not looking to be with anybody. I don't want to dance with anyone. I yeah. was like, oh, my God. This is what I have to do just for him to get off my right. back. Yeah. So he goes back, tells his uncle. He comes one more time. I said, ooh, I'm finna have to embarrass this young baby, this young man at this party. He comes to me. He said, you know what? Forget it. You don't have to dance with uncle. Would you just dance with me? <laughs> so I was like, okay. You know, he's long you little kid. So I was like, yeah, I'll dance with you. So we were dancing or what. I was actually went into the house, was getting ready to head out. Didn't know it was a sister, but she started talking to me. She never told me who she was. Didn't really introduce me. She just said she was the lady. It was her birthday party. And I just told her congratulations. We were getting ready to head out. And I was like, it's about time. I got to get my sister home, get my mom's car back. I need to drop y'all off. So it was crazy because as we were leaving, I was like, okay, I don't even know who the gentleman is. So my sister starts dancing with this guy. She went up to the guy and started dancing with him. And so my sister, she's a different person. <laughs> <laughs> so she's cute. And, and she's dancing with this little drink and the drink spills. Mm -hmm. He actually bumped her elbow or something. And she's like, you did the other person cause this huge scene and all kind of stuff. I didn't know that was him. Mm. <laughs> and so... um. I just stood there, and I was just kind of looking. He kept glancing at me. I didn't pay no attention to it. So I was like, well, come on. Let's get ready to go. Um, and I said, I thought about it, and I was like, I still don't know who the guy is. So finally, I turned around, and I was like, there's a, there's a man that's here that has interest in me, but I don't know who he is. I know his little nephew. Somebody came up to me, and I was like, can you just point out the individual? At least I know who it was. Turns around, and they were pointing. And um, I guess other people noticed he was chasing me, but I was not paying attention. <laughs> I was rejecting him. And so um, I turned around and I looked and I was like, that's him. But I was like, my little sister was dancing with her. I was like, so, you know, her being a little princess, she was like reeling him in and stuff. So I was like, it's okay. I'm like really not interested because I'm thinking to myself, she can go ahead or whatever. I don't know anything about the gentleman or what. Just go ahead and have a conversation with him. And it was so crazy because when I mustered up um, some courage to be able to go over there and at least say something to him, I appreciate it, da da this, da da that. As soon as I got ready to go in his direction, there was a line full of women that was at the party. Literally, it was so scary that had walked, I mean, was in a line. And walked right up to him and started kissing him on the cheek. Oh, my goodness. Was, I mean, he, and you, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. I just knew he was a player player. And no, I'm not going to get my buns kicked up in here. Because I don't own nobody, and I just got here. So that just threw me all. I was like, okay. That was probably just, you know, my terminology of confirmation. It's not for me. Mm -hmm. I'm good and I'm cool. But I was like, it's so fine. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I had to play it off. And I was like, I got to stay focused and stay on my mission for me. Um, and so as we were leaving, his sister runs out and she says, look, my brother is so offended. He has tried to talk to you all night and you have rejected him. And I was like, he, he got a line full of ladies. I was like, I'm not interested at all but i do definitely have to leave i have to get my mother's car and i said i'm not interested like that so i guess she ran and went and told him as i was getting in the car he i touched my shoulder and i turned around he was like man i really tried to reach out to you all <laughs> night and i just said i'm so sorry i said but i do have to leave i have to get home 
And that was the thing that sparked me. Mm-hmm. That that touched me. And matter of fact, probably a week later, um, it, it it did something to me because he asked me to go to breakfast with him and his siblings, mm-hmm. his siblings and stuff from the party afterwards, and I declined. And I was like, Oh my God, I did something different. Mm-hmm. Because back in the day, I would have been like, Oh my God, yeah. not that he was fine, but I mean, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Right. We talk. <laughs> and it was so different. I'm like, I literally have done something for myself. Yeah. And it was so wow. different. And so um, it was like another week went by, and it was like getting strong. Uh-huh. It was real strong. And I was like, I could feel my heart be like, boom, 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 boom. And I was like, no, I don't know what that is. But I was like, this is crazy. So I started thinking about him, and I was like calling my friends that I went to social then um that I went to the party and I said there was a gentleman there. I said and um I don't know any of his information but I guess he's the brother of the uh, of the birthday girl. And um she said, Huh? I said, Yeah, well he kept chasing me and I, I just do y'all have his information? And um uh, she was like, if my sister find out she said we grew up with him and um she's always wanted to have a relationship with him. And I was like she said, oh, no. If she <laughs> find out, she said, I don't know how to really get in contact with him or what. I left it alone. Mm-hmm. He found my phone. He Didn't got he? my number. <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks later, I answered the phone, and he, I picked up, and he was like, can I speak to a Quenisha? And I was like, <laughs> dude, somebody calling my mom's phone number. Dang. Not a cell number, not a page. I was like, my mom's home phone number, like, she's crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I don't give my mom's number out. Yeah, you know what I did yeah. some other kind of way? And I'm like, she's crazy. So it was so weird. We ended up talking the same way I was feeling in my heart. Like, it was so crazy. So we ended up meeting. We ended up talking. He became my best friend, like, yeah. best friend. Well, and I was able to talk to someone finally with everything I had went through I, in my childhood life, I talked about my dreams, my desires, and he was such a gentleman. He had worked, started working at a very young age. I mean, working at a large company um, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Fred Jones or something like that. For yeah, Fred Jones or something. And um, I mean, was doing good for himself. Yeah. I mean, took care of his mama, his siblings. I mean, he was like not the man of the household, but he took on the responsibility of making sure his his mom and siblings yeah. was okay. And so um, I never really paid attention until one day, probably months later, he came over visiting me. And this is where it sparked, like months and months later. And I was just so caught up on like, I got a friend, yeah. like a change my friend. <laughs> and then I never crossed the lines. And then one day we were standing there and we were just chit-chatting. This gets so funny. And they was like, when did you really, really start getting the goo-goo eyes? Or Pastor Lewis, because y'all are two different people. <laughs> yeah. Two completely different people. And I said, it was so crazy. This is how we knew that we were meant for each other. I was standing there, he was talking. I was talking. And then, like, literally, my eyes, I was like, I'm still, oh my God, like, I'm feeling weird. It's so weird. And I had a thought, you know what I'm saying? I had a thought, like, really would just want a kiss from him. Like, <laughs> oh, I was thinking, I was so scared. Like, you know, I don't know. He'd get scared. I'm like, I can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
Oh my God. It was like I was freaking out, <laughs> sweating and breaking down. And then it was so crazy. He kept looking at me and I was like, oh, I was blushing. And at the same time, I was like, at the same time, we both said, can I kiss you? <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That's crazy. That was like so crazy. And it was so weird on the love factor part of it. Wow. My auntie, she passed away with cancer. But my auntie, she's been married in enough relationships. And so um, this was probably months on down the road. Um, it, I went through stuff. Like I told you, I went through stuff and dealing with, you know, my past and stuff like that. So when my dad, we were in uh, Georgia, I had a, encountered a situation. Georgia men are very dominant and very controlling. Um, first day there, my dad, when he got re-stationed, um, first day there, my brother, uh, which by another um, woman, uh, my dad's later wife, um, we he took us around the town, showed us it was summertime, and a gentleman had approached me and was very dominant and controlling. And so he basically pulled me out the crowd and was like, you can tell when new people are coming around, and I didn't know anything, but my brother knew everybody in the community. Um, and so he started introducing me. Well, this older gentleman like pulled me out, was like, you're going to be mine. And now I took an offense to that. Like I done went through some stuff and I, I just knew like the Lord had already my determination, my, um, everything about me, my character and stuff was just like, I'm going to have to learn how to toughen up. And I said, because I'm dealing with the real world now. Not that I'm staying in this shelter anymore, but I have to um, guard myself. Yeah. And I have to allow and make sure for other people um, know, ooh, Satan, you are a liar. In the name of Jesus. I feel like my foot is twisted. It's been uh, Pastor Lewis. We met. And just to kind of fast forward it, um, God blessed us. We endured. We went through ministry. We now have our own church, and it's been eight years. We have three beautiful children and a grandson, and gained a daughter-in-law. And um, I'm telling you what, the enemy has been fighting. I'm talking about within the house of God. The enemy has tried to release a spirit to bring down, to tear down. But I tell you what, God just keeps coming through. Amen. He just keeps coming through. He just keeps coming through. He just keeps That's coming right. through. And God is getting the glory. He is. He's Amen. getting the glory. Amen. And going through this, he has blessed me for over the years now since we've been in ministry that I have had a vision for reaching women. And God told me probably when me and my husband first got married, that was um, the year of December 1996. I remember when I fully surrendered and I gave my life over to God. I was pregnant with our first baby. And I remember he would work 16 hours, and I was a housewife my first three years with our oldest son. And I would just lay in the presence of God, lay in the floor, and I would just worship him. I would cry out. I would just praise him. And I remember hearing the Holy Spirit say, I'm going to bring you before the nation. He said, you're going to be ministering to hundreds and thousands of women. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. I mean, I received it. It was so crazy, but I was like, how is that going to happen? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when I tell you years Amen. later and being in ministry, I still didn't see it because yeah. I'm like, what I saw was just like not in a place where God was really using me, but he was using me. He was molding me yeah. and shaping us in sure. our pastors in church. 
And um, when we literally, my husband stepped out and said, God called him into our own ministry. That's when everything began to unfold. Amen. I went through war, but then God said, what you're going through and you're experiencing now is going to be because of the sake of the kingdom. Amen. Advancing the kingdom for women to be delivered. So he gave me um, a title, a name for our women's ministry, which was. And so he had gave me um, a vision about women. And so I was driving one day and all I kept hearing saying women who are coming to worship. Women who are called to worship. I said, okay, Lord. I said, well, we're going to be worshiping you. And I kept driving. Every day I was going to work, going to school. He would still be ministering to me. He said, no, women who are called to worship. And I was like, finally, it dawned on me. And I said, that is what he's given me yeah. for our women's yeah. name. Our department is women who are called to worship. Mm -hmm. So I would do the initials I have for years. And no one really fully understood. Like, I would be WWACTW. I have an email address, WWACTW. And the Lord started telling me because I did get shy and was timid towards it. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, he would give me a vision and add to the vision, add to the vision. Slowly, different things started taking place. And he was opening up doors to where I was able to come across many women mm -hmm. in ministry. Women who have gone through so many different challenges of being a woman of God in ministry. Yeah. And being a woman of God who is um, not a, just a first lady or became a pastor or um, a, an apostle or whatever God had called them to, and then having your own family and doing family, doing ministry, and all these different things, and of course, dealing with yourself. Mm -hmm. right. And that became more of a hungry for me because I was like going through things when we got into ministry, and I'm like balancing my home life, and then being a first lady, a spiritual mother to... People who are not of my age, middle age, younger than my age. Ooh, yeah. And the Lord started really teaching me and training me. And he said, I want to cause you to be a blessing to many other women. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to allow you to go through certain situations and circumstances. Because it won't, regardless of what age, you will know how to collaborate and to deliver what I tell you to deliver. Yeah, according good. to the word of God. Yes. And the Holy Spirit. So I was like, okay, God, I can do this. Yeah. As long as you're doing it. Yeah, I can do it. That's it can't right. be in myself. Yes. It has to be you that's doing this. That's right. And um, I've just been following the plan. Amen. It ain't Amen. easy. Praise right. God. So good. Praise God. But it's so definitely good. worth it Amen. and it's a blessing. So I have to remind myself how many more people who haven't came through yeah. where I was at. Yeah. That they're now there. Yeah. yeah. And they need somebody that can go back, turn around, and pull them to mm -hmm. encourage them, tell them, look here. I stayed in it mm -hmm. as long as I did because I didn't have anyone to be able to talk to me. Yeah. Wait, now God is saying I have implemented, I have all these different things and tools. Now I've equipped people where they can go back and help. Yes. And so I praise God yeah. and I thank God. Amen. So that's where I'm at as of today. Amen. Amen. Good. And, and you guys uh, have a marriage conference coming up. Yes, right? we do. So share, exciting. Tell them when it is. Yes. So there has been some changes. We do have a flyer that's been circulating. It's on Facebook. Um, it's under our ministry page, God's Anointed People Got Ministry. I have it as well on my personal Facebook page, um, Pastor Quanisha Brown. But the marriage conference is going to be three days. It's November the 10th, 11th, and the 12th. That is a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. I'm so excited. And what God is doing is that I have this mind that is so creative. He has blessed me to be so creative with things. And so um, I like to do things that not so much challenges a person, but allow them to see God in a different way. Yeah. 
um, as using natural things and spiritual things, but more so natural because we are humans. Um, we deal with a lot, a lot of natural things. And so asking God to give me a vision and an idea on um, how we can deliver and this thing becomes successful where people become more successful in today's time and whether single and married. Because you have singles um, who are designed to be married. You have singles who have been married mm -hmm. but needs to know and go in a better way and be spiritually educated. Yeah. And as well as being spiritually educated, but re getting revelation yeah. and more understanding as to where God have them at and where God is trying to take them for their future, yeah. protecting to the mate that they're believing God for. Yeah. Yeah. He just gave me all that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's very vital and it's very important. And so um, me and my husband is not actually one of the... Um, conference speakers, but God did put it on my heart. So by the time we probably ended out, um, we will be giving our own personal testimony. Amen. Um, I just posted it on my page, and I think it's very vital and important yeah. um, that we do share because of the vision he did um, give us. And so I was praying, and my husband had mentioned Pastor Lewis, and he said, I don't think it should just be for marriage because that is the typical conference when you say marriage conference. But we have to think about somebody in our ministry said, well, what about single people mm -hmm. and it was like of course you know people were like well you need to do a conference for single people and the Lord said well if we always keep single single and marry marry not saying marry folks they've been single but the same token they need to get a more clear understanding because you've been in a relationship and mm -hmm. you've been marriage and you've been in a covenant because we're now under new covenant and things are still taking place and transpiring we still need to get information on how we can relate to one yeah, another yeah, good. to get a better understanding That's that so because good. where we're at in the times where we're at is because things have been mishandled, information has been mishandled, people are in habits of doing things that are yeah. not healthy yeah. in a relationship, not even being, sing being single mm -hmm. is still not healthy. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So God is like, you looking for Boaz. <laughs> Which I didn't want no Boaz. I want Luman. You know what I mean? I want Luman. Amen. Because, you know, with whoever God has for you, it's going to be that he is for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that right. is what single women need to hear. Yes. Because they're out there looking for that guy, and he ain't that guy. Mm -hmm. He's not the one. God knows the one. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so glad you opened it up to single people, too, mm -hmm. because yes. they, that is my prayer. Let these men step up that love yes. the Lord. We're yes. already out of the woodwork. Get yes. bold and confident. Come out for the Lord and yes. let them see where you are. Yeah. But you know what? There is a tale to all of this is, and, and I, I, like I tell you, I, I'm, I study um, experience. I'm always inquiring with God. And what God really showed me, even when I was in my single place, um, being single-minded as well as just naturally being um, single, he took me all the way back to and he said, Quanisha, there were things you got to a place where you said you no longer wanted to do this, you no longer want that. And for my future, this is what I need to be in my life yeah. to where He's 100 whole, I'm 100 whole. Yes. Amen. We're going to grow together. Yes. We're going to do things together. Yes. We're going to have memories, make memories together. Yes. I'm doing something completely different than not even my family members. Yeah. But the struggle of today is, is that uh, single men are looking for wives. Yeah. Single women is believing God for a husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the crazy thing about it is that you have single women that talk amongst single women. Mm -hmm. You have single men that talks amongst single men. 
But if we never expose and hear from a single man that this is what I desire, yes. come on now, yes. talking amongst women, yes. this is what I desire. Mm -hmm. yes. And if you never hear single women saying to a single man, this is what I desire, mm -hmm. then we stay in this little That's bubble. Let's like, girl, we having girl talk. Da da da. -da. Girl, Wait a minute. Like, he got to let some <laughs> in on. Can't let him know. In because the Bible says that when he findeth the wife, he findeth a good thing. He obtained favor from the Lord. Yeah. But if we don't ever open up ourselves, yeah. and we so busy by the girl, let's go do this. We're going to lunch together. Let's do this. Da 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 da. Go with your girlfriends and all this stuff. The Lord said, you never give yourself time or space. It's talked about Esther. Mm -hmm. Esther yes. took a time for a year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And the one thing I love about Esther. Mentally, when I think about her story, and I've even watched how they created these uh, movies and illustrations about Esther. One thing I love about Esther, it's kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. She passed, surpassed everybody else to touch the hem of the garden. Yeah. You have to be a woman that is so determined to get what God has for you. Come on. Come on now. Come on now. So, which means you ain't got time to be... Always chilling with your single friend and girl, we have a girl talk, da da da. No, 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 no. If you're gonna be a woman of virtue, if you're gonna be a woman, you gotta change everything about you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So then when he comes, the presence that's on you, whoa, wait yeah. a minute. Yes. I oh, see I her from afar. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Wait, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to take everything into consideration yeah. and be like, look, I'm finna be the one that God called me to. Amen. Because that man, it ain't that he's still waiting on you, God's still making him. Yeah. Right. Ooh, that's, that's good. Right. So while he making me, he making my husband. Yeah. Come on now. Ooh, glory. That's ain't we in the oven. Yeah. That's right. Bacon. He's baking. And when he flip you, he flipping your husband. Yeah, that's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's so that's then right. when you come together, he chasing you. That's right. He like, my God. And the way God does things, you're both locked in on yes. your kids. And it'll be so weird, you know, everybody's story might not be like my story, but it'll be strange. She said, yeah. consider it not strange. I always say, you know, it says the fiery trials, but consider it not strange. As though some strange thing is taking place. It is taking place. Something strange is taking place. Right. Because it's not what we're used to. Right. So. Amen. God is so good. Amen. So, yeah, the Lord put it on my heart, and I said, my husband mentioned that, Pastor Lewis. He was like, I think we need to have the singles. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Ding, 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 ding. You are so right. So yeah. we need to do single slash marriage. That's good. So what the Lord told me on the first night of the conference, we're going to really deal heavy. And for the speaker, which is pastors um, John John Riles and uh, Brittany Riles, um, young couple, amazing. They actually have a series that they've been doing for now for over a year, um, talking to people about preparation for marriage. Mm -hmm. um, before they got married, how they gave their story, their testimony, and then how God has... They've surpassed so many things. They're still together in ministry. And I was just like, that will be so perfect, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And my prayer is enough single people come out so they can get a better understanding. And I tell them, we're going to make this so fun. It's not going to just be the usual thing. We want some collaboration. It could mm -hmm. be some Q&A. Have a guy put it, you know. Mm -hmm. I said, because one thing about it, we want the people not to come thinking that they just heard a message in a sermon. Yeah. We need participation. Yeah. Yeah. We need to break yokes. Yokes need to be broken uh -huh. off of people's lives so that they can be released from the bondage of a past, right. a fellowship, or relationships, of all kind of different things and leave and say, oh my God, mm -hmm. I did not realize yeah. that my mind was stuck on because my friend mind was stuck on this yes. place. I picked up the same type of 
yeah. spirit. That's you know what I mean? Right. And so breaking that weather comes from generations of yeah. uh, women in your um, lineage, yeah. you know, your bloodline. And so I said, okay, God, I, he's been teaching me. You don't have to do like everybody else. Yeah, does. that's right. Yeah, I called you to stand out. I called that's you right. to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, for us as individuals, even for men, it becomes more of a challenge because yeah. not all the time we have that in front of us yeah. mm-hmm. as a role model yeah. or a mentor yeah. that can mentor us yeah. when it comes to the things alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got the birds. We got the trees. We have the flowers. Yeah. You. We have animals. We have all these different things. And the Lord said, as a believer, as being a Christian. Why can you not you you interpret the word, but you can't interpret the word for the natural to line up? Ooh, God. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it almost becomes a myth because we're believing God's word, but the spirit of God mm. manifesting it to the natural, we we don't receive that with. Mm. It's like no, let me put this back and let me keep doing what I've been so used to. That's so true. You know. That's so true. So blinded eyes are open. So Amen. give us an address where you're going to have this at. Yes, the um, conference will be held at our church. It's 5441 South Mingo. That is not correct. I'm giving you part of my home address. Yeah, don't come by. I'll, I'll lay hands on you, put some oil on you, we go pray. <laughs> right. Amen. Amen. But it is 5441. It is South 99 mm-hmm. East Avenue. It is Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, we're located like off the main away from the main street of South Mingo. Yeah. Yes. 55th yes. and Mingo. And so, Amen. Uh, it's going to be powerful. Yes. So good. You guys, we're going to share the flyer on our page so yes. you guys can make sure to look out for it. Come out. I guess me and Lisa are going to be rolling up in there. So uh, we're going to be some singles up in there and uh, hopefully my mama can get my daddy to come. The main important thing, let me just share some additional information. Mm-hmm. So there is registration. Okay. Um, you can register at our cash app, which is uh, dollar sign five four four one south five four four. Give me my church address. It's um, Gap Ministries five four four one. Cash App five four four. No, I'm so sorry. Cash <laughs> App Gap Ministries five four four one. All right. Amen. There is a registration cost. We did change it because it was sixty five per person, but it's actually forty five for singles. And then if you are married, husband and wife come together, it's 65. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Now, on that Saturday, we are having a banquet. It's all white. Ooh, all right now. Yes. I will say however you want to be fancy with your husband. For you single people, please do come because when you register, every night is fully covered. Awesome. Amen. We're going to have food. We have a little, little, we have some amazing things for the uh, um for the Saturday. Yeah. So at the banquet, we will, for those who are married, um, and we have something a little special for the singles as well, we will be doing a vow renewal service. Oh, wow. Vow renewal service. Oh, so cool. Yes, for all couples. And then we're going to do something for the singles as well because you're married to God. Mm-hmm. You got to Amen. Before you say, you, yeah, I do to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. So we will have something like a declaration that singles will say back to the Lord. It's, powerful, it's going to be yeah. your keepsake. He is your husband. Yeah. Until that hand is removed and yeah. then it's passed on to your husband yeah. as your covering. Yeah. And so um, that, and a lot of people don't even understand that about the covering. Oh, yeah. So oh. suppose I want to come and my husband doesn't. You will be coming in as a single registrar. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you do come as husband and wife, yeah, we'll treat that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very good. That's powerful. Yes, well, Pastor yes, Q, so it has been so amazing. Yes. I love y'all so much. We love you. We love you.
love you. I, we're yes. definitely going to have to have you on here again. You have so much wisdom and so much knowledge yes. just stored up in you. And I'm so grateful for the part that you've played in my life and just allowing me to have a platform and just being connected. And you and Pastor Lewis, we love you guys so <laughs> much. Yeah, you you guys family. are phenomenal people. So um, you've heard you can uh, see her personal page at Pastor Kanisha Brown. Um, you have a church page? Uh, we do. It's God's Anointed People Gap Ministry. Okay, so you can follow them on Facebook. You guys know us. You guys can follow us on Ladies Talk Podcasts on Facebook. You can follow our individual page, uh, pages. I'm under Cresha Joe. I'm under Eloisa Gomez. I'm under Bonnie Rodriguez. And we are here to be there. Through the good, yes. encourage you through the bad, and walk, walk with, with you, you through, through all the ugly. ugly. We yes. love you guys. Yes. Thank y'all for joining us this session. We Thank will see you back here. here next week. We hope you guys have a great week, and stay blessed. Love those Amen. around you. Amen. See y'all later. Amen.